Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. <clears throat> Frabaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic podcast number 1020, Feb 14, 2023. 50 degrees. <laughs> 50 degrees was the high on Valentine's Day in 1882. That was the record. Huh. And 25 below on Valentine's Day and now, whoop, in 1875. And on Valentine's Day in 1950. That would be February 14th, Valentine's Day. Damn near seven inches of snow. Huh. Oh, on. Happy Valentine's Day. And now, now from the mayor's yeah, office above the boathouse on what? the east shore of Spoon Lake, <laughs> and the show starts, it's Garage Logic no with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. We have some Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. All right, Reavers, you cannot play that okay. today. All right. And rookie, I'm real tired of it. You get to say it three times. Why three? Why That's because I'm deciding that it's three. And then if you do it a fourth, you're gone. I gotta leave. Yes. Okay. With your flair. Like about one fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, you're locked in. Is, is that just the rule for him, or can I say Happy yeah. Valentine's Day, Happy Valentine's Day, Happy Valentine's Day, Happy Valentine's Day? Four. That's times. four. But you're saying it the proper way. You're saying Happy Valentine's no. Day. No, I. I, I can use, say that as much as we want. Use the V. I use the B. The B and the M. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, careful. Wait a minute. Stinky. Yeah. Three stuff. Uh, you recall I read a letter from Scott from Inver Grove, who's never afraid and always pushing back, and I expressed some concern about him. He wrote us in May of 2021, and he was uh, relaying to us a mysterious object he saw in the sky. And that was prior to this current rash of shooting things down. I and, don't remember that. Oh, yeah. I, I have, I'll have. i read you his email. Uh, just last week, my wife and I, this is from May of 2021. Uh, I am referencing last Tuesday's program and the discussion about UFOs. So back in May of 2021, UFOs came up for some reason. Not the reason they're coming up now. So he writes... I am referencing last Tuesday's program and the discussion about UFOs. Just last week, my wife and I experienced what can only be explained as an encounter with an unidentified flying object. Around 8, around 8 a.m., we were traveling home on Highway 52 
in Invergrove Heights, it was one of those rare but delightful nights where there was not a cloud to be seen in any direction for miles. As we approached the exit ramp, I noticed a very small cloud floating in the vicinity of our home. I remarked to my wife that I have heard that when you see a cloud all by itself on a blue sky day, it is actually an alien spacecraft cloaking itself to look like a cloud. She scoffed, but as we continued to view the albatross sitting all by itself in the sky, he became just as amazed as I. She became just as amazed as I. As we stopped at the top of the exit ramp, we looked away from the cloud for just a brief moment to check for traffic. Immediately, we looked back up at the cloud, and it was gone as if it had never been there. A few minutes later, we arrived home. I immediately took the dog out for a walk. As I walked across the street, I looked up in the direction of where the small cloud had been, and there was now a cloud 20 times larger than the original cloud, sitting in the exact same position as the smaller cloud. I continued to gaze at this massive cloud only to see it slowly shrink and within a few minutes totally disappear without a trace, again leaving only a clear blue sky in every direction. Joe, I can't prove a damn thing, but I can tell you there is no weather phenomenon that can explain what I witnessed last Tuesday. I went online to see if there were any YouTube videos of similar phenomenon. As luck would have it, there was a video of a similar sighting in Arizona, so I felt soulless that I wasn't losing my mind. Bottom line, in my mind, we are definitely not alone, never afraid, and always pushing back. Scott from Inver Grove. And I remember scoffing at his email. Okay. I'm scoffing right now. Yeah, come on, man. You didn't, you know. (laughs) No, that was smoke or something. Smoke or something. Well, now he he writes again. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Attached is an email I penned in May of 2021, which you read. Since that time, the U.S. government has become increasingly more vocal about the belief that there are objects streaming across our skies that are not of this world. What I saw in May of 2021 was 100% real, and to this day I cannot explain a single cloud amidst a sea of blue sky on a summer evening, followed by the appearance of a much larger cloud that systematically shrunk in size within a span of two minutes. My wife was a skeptic until that night. Based on the mind-boggling size and scope of the universe, one would have to be very naive to believe there would not be other beings in that universe. As to our man-made ideas and traditions about God and religion, who's to say God is not simply an alien force that put together this planet as an experiment millions of years ago? I can address that in a moment. Can we honestly debunk the carvings and artifacts found around the planet that seem to suggest there were beings here at one time that cannot be explained? I, for one, believe that we are being visited by beings yet to be determined, and they are increasing their visits as we increase our societal decay. Sadly, man's arrogance keeps most of us from admitting that we might not be superior beings in the universe, and someday we will be made to atone for our increasingly disgusting behavior towards one another. Frankly, it might be a dose of medicine we all need to get our heads back on straight and realize it's about getting along in a civilized, law-abiding society. Scott from Inver Grove. Okay. I have another email about uh, aliens. This is from George. Regarding aliens affecting faith. It's pretty interesting. You ready? Got my attention. It would not affect mine since the Bible in John 3.16 and many other verses teaches us that God so loved the world, in Greek, cosmos, which means the universe, 
Therefore, although I don't believe in aliens except in being demonic entities, God telling us that he sent his son to save the cosmos, the universe, leaves the door open that there may be life in the cosmos. Regarding uh, Regards George, born in Greece, but a proud American citizen now living in Tempe, Arizona. So, so George, okay. uh, George has it covered. He's saying God had it covered. He yeah. said, I'm sending you my guy here. Uh, he's going to protect the universe. Okay. Well, okay. Here but you are. The good Lord's sitting around, you know, from day one, and he creates this magnificent uh, Milky Way, this earth. Why would he stop there? Wouldn't he be tinkering in the garage, or so to did speak? did he? Maybe he uh, did. That's what I'm saying. Why would, oh, I'm just going to make one, and it's perfect or imperfect. Oh, wait, wait, I should say. Maybe she didn't. Ooh. <laughs> they, they, them. Yeah, they, they, What's well, God's pronoun? Yeah. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but are we? Okay. Serious question. Here we go. Are we as as Catholics? Are we told that there's nothing else out there? This is it. Is it? Is this I'm, I'm, una- I'm unaware of having that been told to me. Okay. I. I I really don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. Any fallen away Catholics that are around that could why just ca- why just Catholics? Why do you assume that well, the, no, the world is all Catholic? No, because I that's that's the only thing I know. I don't know what uh-huh. they taught the Lutherans, uh-huh. but I'm just saying uh-huh. as uh-huh. a Catholic, uh-huh. Uh-huh. am I supposed uh-huh. to uh, uh-huh. believe that or not? This conversation is all 100% BS. Kenny, I can baptize you as a Catholic, and I'll be honest, I just show up for confession. Right. You went to mass Sunday. I did. I did. No, I mean this whole cloud alien. Well, that's Scott. Kenny, what problem. did the Lutherans teach? For real? Or did it not matter? For real. For real? For real. growing up. What do, you, do you have anything interesting to talk about today, Such? Yes. Wow. I have a note from our friend, Ingie. Let's oh, do it. Here we go. Oh, boy. Ingie to save the show. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, let's go back to religion. Dogs are special. This is a poem? You and I both appreciate that. You were very kind to read an email when I lost the only dog I had in 2013. If you choose, can I, may I, ask you for another requiem, Angie's big word of the day, for Sparky, one of the finest postal route dogs ever. Being a letter carrier for the USPS has many rewards other than pay and benefits, assisting customers, making friends are among these. One thing that stands out, though, is the bond between carriers and their route dogs. Sparky, a corgi with a penchant for charging the front door when I'd approach with the mail, nearly taking out Liam, who was three at the time, in his rush to get to me, that and slowly rolling over onto his back for a belly scratch. Who wouldn't like that? Rushing through fall leaves while charging at the mailman. I can go on and on. Well, we lost a fine friend today. Thank you, Mayor. Dogs get it. Ingi. Okay. <clears throat> Perfect. You know, you know, Perfectly Ingie, executed. He stopped. I was just going to say, hey, go ahead. Ingi is getting more refined in his old age. He's starting to figure it out. Yep. Mm, you're, don't, should you be encouraging him? Uh, I'll <laughs> stop right there. Yeah. I'll stop right there. Yeah. Although that was nicely written. Yes. Now, may we turn to the sad event at Harding High School last Friday. I would really love to sort out this because there are many questions out there. Well, I can only sort out part of it. 
That's what's frustrating. A 15-year-old uh, boy was stabbed to death in school. He had, it was his first day at Harding. He transferred there from Humboldt. Uh, we don't know why. Well, we, we know his name now. Uh, Devin Donnell Edward Scott, known as Cheese. Okay. His nickname was Cheese. That was from his dad. Uh, gave him, or told us that. He, and, and that's all we know. We don't know the perpetrator, and we don't know why. But we do know this, and I got a, many emails regarding this. Oh, this is from Dean. Uh, the Monday, Feb 13, KSTP, 10.30 p.m. newscast about the stabbing of one of the St. Paul, at the stabbing of one of the, at the, the stabbing at one of the St. Paul schools and the decisions to station police officers at schools got me thinking. I remember the call to remove police from the schools. Here is a small detail that I found in a web search of removing police from the schools. This is a piece from Carol Levin dated June 23rd, 2020. Again, who sent you this? Or aren't you uh, Dean <clears throat> T. Okay. Miski Omar, a 2019 Central High School grad, served as one of the leading voices in the effort to get police out of the schools and organized a social media campaign to pressure the school board to act. To simply put it, cops should not be in schools, Omar said in a Zoom interview with Carol Evan. We are asking them to vote like they care about their black and brown children that they are representing. School board director Chantel Allen agreed. Chantel Allen is a complete fraud. She's the one who tried to foment a racial confrontation at a Japanese restaurant. You right. recall that? Yes. yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. School board member Chantel Allen, you vote for the likes of her... St. Paul Public School parents, you get what you deserve. Agreed, saying that the presence of a badge and a gun makes some students uneasy. Because, see, the object of the mystery is to, is to find discomfort in anything that exists in this country. So a, stu a badge and a gun makes students uneasy. I think as much trauma as we can eliminate from our buildings so we can really focus on student achievement is exactly the direction we need to be going, Alan said. You're a fraud, lady. You're an absolute fraud. Board members have not created a safety plan in the absence of school resource officers, but they voted to move on an interim plan at a meeting in August, and he linked me to the article. Now they want the police back. What were they thinking? And I got a note from Andrew... Uh, locking. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. I can't help but wonder how the city council is feeling, I think he means the school board, about their 5-1 vote <laughs> to rid our schools of resource officers two years ago. The knee-jerk reaction may have just cost Harding High School student a life. I have not heard one news outfit or recent protester that are calling for increased safety before schools go back to school mention the voter removal of these officers. My wife and I said two years ago, actions have consequences, and unfortunately it has to get very bad before people come to their senses. Well, we're getting there. Andy from St. Paul. <clears throat> and uh, Santa Bell Jim, uh, kids no longer get any benefit of the doubt from us. How's the removal of coppers from the schools working out for these moronic, woke school district? Can I tell you that I'm angry when I read this sort of crap? Yes, of course you can. You'll recall the woke school board. I hate that word. we got to come up with a different word. I hate it. With what? 
woke. It's just a pain in the ass word. Uh, but the school board voted to get rid of the uh, officers. You'll all recall that. In because a grandstanding their, motion. Because their presence was discomforting. Yep. Their presence bothered the children, alarmed them, made them feel uncomfortable. Well, you idiots. If the school had been, if the resource officers had been present inside Harding High School, it's unlikely that a young fellow with the nickname of Cheese would have been stabbed to death. Did and the other s- thing I want to know, I have many questions. The other thing I want to know is how many kids videotaped that and did nothing? Because that frightens me more than UFOs. Well, you know their phones were The out. lack of moral and ethical clarity. Because uh, somebody saw that and videotaped it. I'll, five will get you ten. Mm-hmm. And instead of acting, they videotaped it. Mm-hmm. So their souls are so cold and so corrupt that it's beyond my comprehension. Okay. Joe, did you see that the St. Paul Public Schools announced that they are adding yes. two officers in a handful of schools? Yes. Central, Como, Harding, Humboldt, and Washington. Yeah, and the school board... Uh, is just smart enough to shut up about it because mm-hmm. they don't want to be reminded of their own idiocy. Right. And they are idiots. And Sean, right. and tell I, Alan you're a fraud. In all the pieces I'm reading, I can't find anything that says they pulled the officers. So the media is ignoring that fact. Well, officers were pulled two or three years ago. Right. But you would think they would mention that in one of these pieces I'm reading. Well, didn't it happen basically... A, few months after the George Floyd situation? Wasn't that... I think it happened before that. If I'm oh, not mistaken, okay. I think it... Rook, you, you'll recall this. The uh, kid who got into Central wasn't supposed to be there. Oh, yeah. It was confronted by an officer that you knew personally. Officer Krause. Yeah. A- and I think it was a dust-up from that incident. And Krause didn't do anything except treat the kid correctly. He's got to put down, come over here, yeah. well, you know, come on and they comply. And then remember, there were marches downtown. The, yeah. the students uh, left school yes. and marched downtown and and raised a, a, a ruckus because uh, they're not being taught. They're only being indoctrinated. And correct me if I'm wrong. The academy is completely failed. That kid wasn't even a student, right? At no, Central? he was right. not a he student. He was not supposed to be yeah. in the school. And this, at the time... Obviously, there was still school resource among them, Krauss. Right. Right? Is that his name? Yeah. And Krauss handled this. And these these moronic kids didn't like that. And so they put up a fuss. And the next thing you know, the school board is saying school resource officers are making these children feel uncomfortable. Well, you know what? It's time for somebody to say to the school board, go bleep yourself. Right. It, they're, they're pathetic. The school board is pathetic. And well, you you're contributing s- to the failed academy. But you can say that all day long. It still doesn't force them yep. or lead them to change no, or you. change the rules. And it doesn't inspire voters to find somebody to run. Right. Instead of these phonies. You were uh, correct about your assumption of a kid taping it. Uh, police are also investigating rumors <clears throat> on a vid- that a video of the attack had been posted on social media. Oh, I'm sure there's five, ten. From these cold-hearted kids. And don't tell me I'm being too hard on kids. If they're 15 and 16, they're way beyond the age of reason. And that's where I I really feel for uh, these um, impromptu press conferences where members of the black community are saying, Hey, parents, 
hey, kids. I, I think those guys are legit. But the, the, the problem is when the programs with the state and so forth, they screw it all up. Well, what's really thrown the, uh, what's a better word than woke? We need a better word. Progressive. Hip. Uh, Euphorian. Well, what's really, uh, let's use euphorian here. What's really thrown the euphorian crowd on this terrible case is the fact that it was a knife. They, they really almost don't know what to say. Right. They're so anticipatory of it being a gun, and they have their boilerplate remarks made ready for guns. They don't know what the hell to do that it's a knife. In fact, I heard one of the activists on the news, we've got to stop these shootings in schools or knives. They don't know where to go with this because none of them ever have ever uh, been honest with themselves that this is a behavioral problem. It has nothing to do with knives. It has nothing to do with guns. This is the decline of moral and ethical integrity by poorly raised children. It's that simple. There's nothing you can do about it unless you start over somehow. And yet, again, the actions of the school board will have no consequences. No, and the school board is uh, way in over its head, and all they're doing is contributing to a rapidly declining academy. Yep. Uh, Such, leave it to the Sahan Journal to get it right. I'm looking at a piece uh, that they published, and they actually say in the body of the article in June 2020, following pressure from students of color, St. Paul Public Schools cut ties with the city's police department. So at least one outlet is reporting that. Okay, MPR that was that was a story. That oh, was NPR too. Yeah, NPR. That was coincidental to George Floyd, but I don't think in St. Paul it was motivated specifically by George Floyd. That obviously was a big part of it. Yeah. All right. Say it's raining. That's a sign of spring, isn't it? Yes, it is. Hell uh, yeah! You don't want to ride your scooter in the rain, do you? No. But it'd be a good day to get out to EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake or Burnsville. There's a preseason sale on electric bikes and scooters. Uh, these electric bikes are fantastic. And there's the lowest price ever now on the Beach Star Step Through Electric Bike. It has an MSRP of $2,099. It's on sale for $1,599. They have the gas scooters that are 100 to 300 bucks off plus free storage until the riding is safe. Uh, I'm telling you, they turn every urban errand into an adventure and get about 75 miles to the gallon. They have youth recreational equipment, youth ATVs. They have golf carts. They have Aprilia and Moto Guzzi motorcycles in in stock on sale for a grand to three grand off while they last. Most are at or below dealer cost. They carry a two-year full warranty. You You know what a Vanderhall is? I don't. Vanderhall. Uh, Vanderhall is a street legal. It looks like an F1 car. Oh, cool. They're so cool. They have eight different Vanderhall USA models in stock. It's 195 horsepower. They weigh 1,600 pounds. You push the uh, gas pedal, uh, you're a rocket. And all you need is a driver's license in the state of Minnesota. They're very cool. They have really neat stuff at EcoFun. Go on the website, ecofunmotorsports.com. They're in Forest Lake, just west of 35 on Highway 97, and in Burnsville on the uh, service road near County Road 42. 
Hey GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Mr. T. You haven't even used one yet. Oh, I'm saving that. Do I get to? This no. guy wears many hats, <laughs> just not indoors. Joe Souchere. You know, on this very, very happy Valentine's Day, February 14th. That counts. No, absolutely not. Plus, it's during an ad, so that's an untouchable. It's a, it's a, I have my uh, Star Trek force field up, so you can't get at 59, me. 59, 60. Well, we're going to get a little extra with these guys because this is the Ray and Welter Heating Company. We are welcoming them back to Garage Logic. They are back, and they are four generations strong. And my instructions for their ad copy? Nothing. Talk about Ray Welter. Talk about how we're in the community. And again, for four decades, they've been around. They're on Chicago Avenue South in Minneapolis. I'll give you their website. I'll give you their phone number. For heating, cooling, and air purification service area, they service every GLer in the Twin Cities. And they are huge garage logicians. The entire family is. They love Garage Logic. And the message Rick said is let the people know in Garage Logic that we're still around. We've been around forever, and we work on all sorts of different things. So check out the website, welterheating.com. But more importantly, just stress to them that we're there for the GLers that are listening each and every day. It's not about uh, what kind of heating unit and what kind of filter you're using. That's boring stuff. They get it at Welter. They're going to come out, and if uh, during the winter months, they have 24-7 emergency service. So that's not a problem. When you call them, you're going to talk to a pro that's been fully trained and certified by the state of Minnesota. You know, with this lengthy company that's been here so long, there's a lot of other companies that have popped up and have gone already and popped up and gone already. They're here to stay. So do yourself a favor and get in touch with Welter Heating, 612-825-6867, 612-825-6867, or welterheating.com. Welcome back, guys. I have a piece that uh, will either bring us down or lift us up. Okay. Uh, in either case, it corroborates everything we've been saying on Garage Logic for at least 10 years about where the mystery is headed. It's a piece by Life Science. No, no, I'm being told that's the name of the column. It's by Alyssa Finley. It's in the Wall Street Journal. Okay. It was yesterday. I didn't get to it yesterday, but I saved it because I think it's. Terribly important. Good. Replacing all gasoline-powered cars with electric vehicles won't be enough to prevent the world from overheating. So people will have to give up their cars. That's the conclusion of a new report from the University of California, Davis, and a network of academics and policy experts called the Climate and Community Project. Okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Whoever they are. Right. <laughs> 
The report offers an honest look at the vast personal, environmental, and economic sacrifices needed to meet the left's net zero climate goals. Progressive's dirty little secret is that everyone will have to make do with less. Fewer cars, smaller houses and yards with a significantly lower standard of living. Problem number one, electric vehicle batteries require loads of minerals such as lithium, cobalt, and nickel, which must be attracted which must be extracted from the ground like fossil fuels. If today's demand for EVs is projected to 2050, the lithium requirements of the U.S. EV market alone would require triple the amount of lithium currently produced for the entire global market. Unlike fossil fuels, these minerals are mostly found in undeveloped areas that have abundant natural fauna and are often inhabited by indigenous people. Large-scale mining entails social and environmental harm, in many cases irreversibly damaging landscapes without the consent of affected communities. Mining can be done safely, but in poor countries it often isn't. Problem number two, mining requires huge amounts of energy and water, and the process of refining minerals requires even more. According to the report from these people, whoever they are, Mining accounts for 4% to 7% of global greenhouse gas emissions. Automakers have made a priority of manufacturing electric pickup trucks and SUVs because drivers like them, but they require much bigger batteries and more minerals. Okay. More mining to make more EVs will increase CO2 emissions. It will also destroy tropical forests and deserts that currently suck CO2 out of the atmosphere, the report says. Problem number three. Producing EVs and building and maintaining roads, highways, and parking lots are energy and emissions-intensive processes with high levels of embodied carbon, the report says. Electrification of the U.S. transportation system will massively increase the demand for electricity, while the transition to a decarbonized electricity grid is still underway. The report concludes that the auto sector's current dominant strategy, which involves replacing gasoline-powered vehicles with EVs without decreasing car ownership and use, is likely incompatible with climate activists' goal to keep the planet from warming by more than 1.5 degrees Celsius, which they've pulled right out of their butt. Compared with pre-industrial times, it's, 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 in, it's industry these people hate. So let's, therefore, let's be pre-industrial with our temperature. Right. Because every day pre-industrial revolution was a perfectly bluebird day. The temperature was perfect. <laughs> you got just enough rain. Mm-hmm. The snow was beautiful. You got just enough. Not a problem. There wasn't any plowing to worry about. No. Uh, Instead, the report recommends government policies that promote walking, cycling, and mass transit. And the hell with you if you're not 27 and single. I I added that part. Governments, the report says, could reduce financial subsidies for private vehicles, such as on-street and free parking. They could also impose charges on pickup trucks and SUVs, including electric ones, and build more bike lanes. Urbanites who suspect the expansion of bike lanes in their cities is intended to force people to stop driving are not wrong. But what about suburbanites who need cars to get around, like John Haidt? Right. Mm -hmm. 
and Chris Reavers. I was just going to say, John doesn't even drive to work. And Chris Reavers. <laughs> Reducing car dependency will require densifying low-density suburbs while allowing more people to live in existing high-density urban spaces. Nope. Translation, <laughs> force more people to live in shoebox apartments in cities by making suburbs denser and less appealing. <laughs> All this may sound crazy, uh, but it's what yep. we've talked about for years, isn't it? It's just, all this may sound crazy, but it isn't a fringe view on the left. A National Resources Defense Council report last year on lithium mining also concluded that the government needs to reduce long-term dependency on single-passenger vehicles. The Inflation Reduction Act included billions of dollars to promote bicycling and so-called livable neighborhoods. California's Democratic legislature last year even passed a bill creating a $1,000 tax credit, originally proposed at $7,500, for households that don't own cars. Wow. We can invest in the future by providing financial incentives for Californians to, trans to transition from vehicles to more sustainable options, State Senator Anthony Portentino said. Bleep you. Governor Gavin Newsom, bleep you, go bleep yourself, vetoed the bill, citing its budget costs, but he said he supported approaches to incentivize a transition from vehicles to more sustainable transportation. Do you for one minute think he can imagine himself not having a vehicle? No, he'll, no. he doesn't, no, he's good, he's fine. He's not the He's problem. having somebody drive him a couple blocks yeah, away. It's, yeah. Eliminating cars, not only gasoline-powered ones, is the left's ultimate goal. You can all come up with the reason why. This is why progressives have mobilized against nearly every mineral mining project in the U.S. The looming shortage of minerals will cause prices of EVs, the only cars Americans will be allowed to buy if the likes of Newsom and his green friends have their way, to rise inexorably. Soon Americans may not be able to afford to buy a car, even with a government subsidy. Then they will have no choice but to use mass transit or dust off the old 10-speed bike. Note, too, that there won't be nearly enough minerals to make massive batteries necessary to back up an electric grid powered by unreliable wind and solar. So Americans will have to consume less energy by setting their thermostats to 80 in the summer and 65 in the winter and pay more for it. Well, as much as nope. I can like to keep my house warm in the winter... I can I can address I we never keep it at eighty in the summer. No. Oh yeah, we do. It's cooler than that. Never mind. Yeah, I'm guilty. Never mind. I had it backwards. Progressives' <laughs> ultimate goal is to reduce consumption and living standards because they believe humans are a menace to the earth. Uh, can we get an amen? Can I get an amen? That's there you are, folks. And then who wrote you say, that? okay, who wrote it? Yeah. Alicia Finley, A-L-L-Y-S-I-A. Alicia Finley. Amen. She is in favor of getting rid of all vehicles, correct? No. No, the opposite. Oh, the opposite. Oh, so Amen. she's trying to wake us up. I'm going to wake you up. Okay, gotcha. Well, we've been waking you up for 10 to 15 years here. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why would you completely... And that's the mystery. Right. It, it's the complete, 
unraveling and dismantling of the United States of America. Did you want an amen? No, I had one already. Well, give me this. Happy Valentine's Day. That's one. That's you, one. You know what else you have to say to yourself? Shut up, Happy Valentine's Day. That's two. Oh, oh, I didn't call for that's that. That's two. I didn't call for itchy that. trigger finger. Can I finish this finish thought this before amen. you Sorry. morons ruin everything? Let's go, amen. You get to leave though, mm-hmm. three. three. Well, the the thought is that, amen. So, so, an immovable object is going to meet an irresistible force here. No, an irresistible force is going to meet an immovable object. The irresistible force will be those who love the United States of America, and the Im- immovable object are these fools who have placed themselves in the way of continuing this country. They don't want this country. You're seeing it in the failed academy. You're seeing it in the phony job titles. Director of uh, Inclusive Excellence. These are people uh, whose life is spent complaining about this country and finding things that would make you uncomfortable. And these climate activists have taken it to the next level, which is we don't want you to have a house. We don't want you to drive a car to a job because the job might suggest industry. We don't want industry. We even imagine an earth with the temperature 1.5 degrees lower than what it was prior to the or, uh, prior to the industrial revolution. Imagine. What what is they're 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 mentally disturbed. They have no faith. This has become their theology and I, we we tell people every day, not GLers, they already get it, but we tell GLers every day, the mystery is coming for your life. It's coming for your very yeah, life. They don't want horse and buggy stuff. What's their end cap? Electric buses and bicycles. To drive you where? You're uh, not going to a job? Well, they, I mean, they haven't figured it out. I know you don't have the answers. Well, but. How, how many years have I joked that we'll all be wearing the yellow jumpsuits and doing <laughs> calisthenics outside the broom yeah. factory? Decades. These are people who want to ruin the United States. They don't want to better it. They have no ideas about the future. Mm. They only wish to minimize the wealth, prosperity, achievement, and beauty of the United States because they're, they're mean-spirited, they're jealous, they don't like people. And they want to tear it all well, down. It, it seems to me they're trying to turn us into a socialist country without actually saying that. Instead of saying socialism, they're they're using climate change as their agenda, right, to perpetrate the uh, the socialism. Yeah, the the environment has always been the last scoundrel of the Marxist movement. Yeah, they've run out of everything else, and now right. they're trying the environment, and they're making headway. The car but manufacturers I, I, caved. I'm seeing a future where we're all standing in line to get our allotment of potatoes for the day. You're not far off. Because we put in our 8 to 10 hour day. So At we the get, broom factory. You get two potatoes and a half a loaf of bread. Now mm-hmm. beat it. Mm-hmm. You know what you can make with that loaded baked potato soup? Oh, man. <laughs> and That's these people stuff. are failures. They've never achieved anything. Right. And, and they don't want to. And they're jealous of the people who have. That have. Yep. Yep. They hate them. So there you have it. That's a piece uh, was in yesterday's Wall Street Journal editorial page. It's not coming from me, although it might as well have. I've said all this for ten years. We're uh, we're poorly led, Joe. We're up against it with people who don't care about this country. Nope.
Electric cars won't work. It's, I think it's interesting to know what she wrote. Electric cars particularly won't work at a time when you're trying to de-electrify the power grid. We're not going to have any power. You're going to be very cold. We're going to be very cold. I won't be. I'll be gone. We'll be frozen, but we'll be carbon-free. But little is, kids today, what world are they going to grow up in? Oh, my God. Did, Suge, did you see Ford is building a battery plant in Michigan? I saw that. About 100 miles outside of Detroit. But mm-hmm. they're not going to be the super powerful batteries. They're going to be the crappy batteries. Mm-hmm. Is that the name of them? I don't think. It's bad cra- marketing. You'll crappy recall, batteries. <laughs> you'll recall that this isn't the first time. We, we had this on the show where automobile manufacturers at the turn of the 20th century were producing electric vehicles, but the market spoke, and the market said no. And they, they reverted to perfecting and continuing to work on gasoline engines. But now the market, quote-unquote, is evil. Well, now, no, it it's worse be, than it's that. capitalism. The market is now the government telling you what you're going to do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There is the, the mar- if, if automobile manufacturers were true to market forces, they wouldn't have built one electric car. No. No. These are government cars. They'd tell the government to go uh, can apricots with themselves. And and what this piece says, just a minute, I'll get back in front of the microphone. Yeah. (laughs) And what this piece says, uh, for these people, that won't be enough. Right. No, no. For these people, what will be enough is you living in one of these pissant apartment buildings Mm. on a bus line. And I don't know what the hell you're supposed to do for a job. You're not going to an automobile plant. No. Those are the activists that the writer is referring to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because didn't we see in Minneapolis the 2040 plan is failing? Um, well, it's especially being chipped the high away dense, at. Yeah. The uh, high-density housing nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Kenny's the only one in this staff who has the right idea. He got away from it. I'm getting there. I don't know when they're going to uh, catch up to you, but they will. You think so? Yep. Meanwhile, you, you know, even before all this plays out, I'm still paying 600 a month or more to heat my house. Mm-hmm. By the way, you're going to have real wow. trouble with your uh, new state that you wish to bring about because I'm getting emails from people beseeching you to grant them an exemption even though they live in the Twin Cities. No, you're screwed. I don't know what you're going to tell these people. S O L, my friend. You want to Good come luck. back with John Height? I, the, you know what? There's no, there's no border checkpoints here. You mm-hmm. can come and go as much as you want. Come on up for the weekend. Just make sure you leave by six p.m. on Sunday. You can check out any time you want. Yeah, you yeah, just can't, can't leave. leave. Right. Yeah, you just can't leave. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll return after I tell Hite. you about Hofferman Water. You're going to do it slowly? Because you know what makes an energy efficient home? Good, clean water. Right there either out of the tap or get yourself a new drinking water system. Until the government comes and takes it away from you because right. it has to be shipped to the southwest. Oh boy, don't even get yeah. me started with that. You yeah. know what? They, they can take it right from the tap of my Hofferman Water and Connecticut system. Listen, get in touch with them today. Here's their phone number. 952 894 Four zero four zero. Did you get a pen? Here, nine five two eight nine four four zero four zero. Or look them up online, HoffermanWater.com. You go online, you can see every single system that they have to offer right there on their website. And that's because that new system from Kinetico can do so many things other water softeners they just simply can't do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage, 
But that new system is also going to protect your appliances. And that's because bad water can affect almost every aspect of your home. You get that new system and your showers are better. So is your laundry and not to mention your drinking water. Whether you're in the market for a water softener, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system, Hofferman Water will take care of you and your family. I've been a customer for years now and I'm very satisfied and I know you will be too. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Kenny. What? Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. TK Maggs, they're hard workers. They work very hard to keep a steady flow of the most modern and trendy firearms and ammunition in stock. DK Mags can also take special orders on specialty items or hard-to-source items. Hop on the website, dkmags.com, and start your shopping. DK Mags, they have a vast amount of knowledge in their on-site gunsmithing staff and plenty of outside resources for the very difficult or challenging gunsmithing issues. They can get it done for you. DK Mags, this is what I love about DK Mags. They've got the buying power of a much larger store or business, but they keep that small town local business feel. And they actually know a lot of us customers by name when we walk in. It's pretty cool. Fair pricing, quality firearms, a wonderful staff at DK Mags. They're on Old 8 in New Brighton. Uh, and certainly check them out on the web, dkmags.com. Before we get to John, Heidi wants to tell us, uh, you break the glass and smoke lucky. I'm going a quick trip for Virginia Slims because she's worried about the UFOs. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. The Minneapolis City Council has approved an additional $420,000 to fight the growing opioid crisis. The most recent numbers from the Minnesota Department of Health show between... <sighs> 2019 and 2021 annual opioid overdose deaths more than doubled statewide from 427 to 978. Minneapolis intends to use the money on opioid prevention and education. The bulk of the grant money will go toward distribution and training with, I never know how to say this, naloxone, the, the Narcan. It's Narcan. It's the official name of it. A drug that can reverse so, the effect of an opioid Education? Overdose. What, is, what John, does that mean? it sounds like they're not sending any of that money down to Texas or California to reinforce our wall and stop these drugs from entering the country. We don't, we don't, we don't have a wall, Kenny. There's no wall. We're, we're not doing Yeah, we're just going to let them come on in. Or I, I have come an on idea. Uh, when we bust somebody with, oh, I don't know, a thousand pill, fentanyl pills and things. That, how about we... Uh, Keep these people locked up for a long, long time. Fentanyl kills one person every 8.57 minutes, 175 people per day. Holy balls. Per day. Authorities are asking for the public's help in finding a man charged in a southwest Minnesota homicide. He didn't show up in court on Monday. Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension says 58-year-old Ralph Leslie Appman, who was charged with second-degree murder in connection to an August 25, 2021 killing outside of a Wyndham bar, failed to show up in court for the trial Monday morning. He's believed to be armed with a 9-millimeter handgun and an AR-15 rifle, according to the BCA, and investigators think he might be in the Twin Cities metro area. He's described as being around 5'10", 230 pounds, bald head, gray facial hair, hazel eyes. It's unclear if he's in a vehicle 
And if so, what that vehicle is, if you see Appman, you are urged to stay away from him, consider him dangerous, and call 911 immediately. Follow-up from the Star Tribune, a second man has been charged with robbery and fatal shooting. Uh, and we talked about this story when it happened of a 22-year-old St. Paul man who was walking home from work late last year. 18-year-old Detwan Allen was charged Friday in Ramsey County District Court with second-degree intentional murder in connection with the death of Alex Becker, who was shot multiple times shortly before midnight, December 27th, in an alley behind his home in the 500 block of West Lawson Avenue. Becker's family said he was robbed of his cell phone and cash before being killed in what was the city's record 40th and final homicide of 2022. Allen remains jailed in lieu of $1 million bail ahead of a March 2nd court appearance. Alleged accomplice Artiz Kinnard of Minneapolis was charged with the same count on January 5th. He's being held in lieu of $2 million bail. He's due back in court on, uh, court on March 22nd. Ridership on Metro Transit trains and buses rose by 17% in 2022 over the previous year. As passengers returned to public transportation after the steep declines experienced during the COVID-19 outbreak. However, the 42 million rides taken on Metro Transit last year still added to little more than half of the 78 million rides in 2019, the last year before the pandemic. The increase comes as the Met Council tries to check safety issues throughout the system. The council recently adopted a plan to enhance safety aboard trains and buses. Ridership on Metro Transit buses, the workhorse of the system, increased by 18% in 2022 to a total of 27 million rides. Within that category, bus rapid transit lines recorded 3.4 million rides, an increase of about 43%. Light rail ridership on the green and blue lines came to about 12 million rides in 2022. That's up 16% from the year before. John, do you have anything in your news about the train derailment in Palestine, Ohio? You know, I don't, and I... I grabbed about three different stories and tried to write them all and they all ended up being about 16 minutes long so do you know I there's not a word today it. about that in the star tribune oh really i did not know that how can there not be it is all over online i know that i was trying to you know put something together he, and never you would did. think it, they would have something because of the environmental impacts I, well, we have no transportation secretary. Buttigieg is not qualified. He doesn't know what to say or do. He's a fool. Well, people like him should be on the attack, shouldn't they? Yes. And you got home people now out of their homes, uh, fish dying. I can find no evidence of cattle dying. That was going around that cattle 100 miles away were tipping over. I'm not finding that, but... I'm they added fish. Dead. They have something that was dated on February 9th. I'm just searching through their website. Um, well, yeah, but it's a big deal. No, I agree. I'm just. We're I'm not just, getting much on it. Right. Well, and plus, there was new news yesterday in that they added there were three more toxic chemicals that they hadn't realized were on the train that they just discovered yesterday. So you'd, you'd think it would be updated everywhere. Well, you'd think two of the people that. would see the wisdom of pipelines, but they don't. Yeah. We got to put an end to those things right away, Joe. <laughs> a gunman opened fire last night at Michigan State University, killing three people, wounding five more before fatally shooting himself miles away after an hours-long manhunt that forced frightened students to hide in the dark. Police announced the man's death early Tuesday, four hours after shootings broke out at Berkey Hall, an academic building, and later nearby at the MSU Union, a popular hub to eat or study. 
Hundreds of officers had scoured the East Lansing campus, uh, campus, about 90 miles northwest of Detroit, for the suspect, whom police at the time described as a short black man with red shoes, a jean jacket, and a ball cap. The 43-year-old man was confronted by police off campus before killing himself with what police said was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Police have not yet identified who the man was, and as of yet, this morning, they say no motive is known. A second state fair concert now announced here for the Minnesota State Fair. Duran Duran, remember we talked about a couple days ago, was announced. Uh, The second announced concert is the Chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. They'll play with special guest Wild Rivers on Friday, August 25th. Tickets on sale Friday. Prices $77, $97, $107, and $197. They last played the State Fair in 2016 when they had to add a second sold-out show after the first one sold out quickly. The Chicks are the best-selling female group in America with more than 33 million albums sold in the U.S. According to the Recording Industry Association of America, they won 13 Grammys. Uh, you may remember some controversy. Country Radio stopped playing the band after singer Natalie Maine's comments about George W. Bush in 2003. It didn't really hurt their popularity. They were embraced then by pop audiences. Not ready to make nice. The 2008 hit, co-written with Minnesotan Dan Wilson, it was a big hit for them, a fan base that was strengthened by the divorce-tinged, critically-lauded Gaslighter Is she album. the big girl that means? <clears throat> no, mm. I don't think any of them are so, big. No, I think she's a big girl. On June 25th, 2020, so, the band so, changed their name to the Chicks, dropping the word Dixie. The change followed criticism that the word had connotations of American slavery. And instead of saying bleep you, they changed the name. Right. So why is her weight? Uh, uh, she a big girl. She a big girl. Well, why does that? She's not uh, a big girl. Why does that figure in? Why I don't know. I just, oh, I get it. Figure. I'm just trying to identify her. Uh huh. She's she's also okay. the daughter of Lloyd Main, uh, Lloyd Maines, who played pedal steel guitar with many rock country bands in the seventies. That's great. What about Kenny Main? Is she related to him? I'm, get, I'm getting lectured about what I said by a guy who has wounded and offended every single female ever from li- who's Lake. ever lived in Forest Lake. <laughs> well, she's once not again, gotcha. for the millionth time, it's a term of uh, affection. Well, how do you know I don't mean it that way? Well, I think I guess, Natalie Maines is kind of a good-looking woman. Okay, then. Why didn't you say that the first time? But she's a big girl. Boy, this is not... Odd thing for us to fight cha, about. Cha, isn't cha, cha. <laughs> Amid this baffling series of incidents in which the U.S. has shot down three identif- uh, identified, unidentified flying objects, the White House said yesterday it is creating a team. Oh, we, need. we need a new task mm-hmm. force to study the airborne objects and the potential security and safety risks they pose. The new group created at the behest of National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan would comprise elements of the Pentagon, the FAA, the Department of Homeland Security, and other government agencies. Oh. Yeah, that, that's they're the last people we want involved. Oh. <laughs> they they Turkish... renamed UFOs UAPs, right. I mean, to show how redundant they are. As Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan struggles to defend his response to the earthquake from last week, there are now videos emerging showing him hailing some of the housing projects that crumbled, killing thousands of people. Critics say contractors were allowed to skip crucial safety regulations, increasing their profits but putting residents at risk. 
and the videos are showing that the president of Turkey was in favor of that. One video taken during a campaign stop ahead of Turkey's March 2019 elections, he listed some of his government's top achievements, including new housing for the city of Karamanamaris, also known as Maris, near the epicenter of last week's quake. Engineers and architects say the lack of safety features designed to absorb the shock of earthquakes likely contributed to the soaring death toll. I wonder why they didn't just call themselves the Southern Chicks. Right. Yeah. As we all know, the presidential elections start early nowadays, and here we go. No, I'm not ready yet. Nikki Haley this morning made it official. Former South Carolina governor and U.N. ambassador announced her candidacy for president this morning. The announcement, delivered in a tweeted video, marks an about-face for the ex-Trump cabinet official who said two years ago she would never challenge her former boss for the White House in 2024. But she said she changed her mind in recent months, citing, among other things, the country's economic troubles and the need for a generational change, a nod to the 76-year-old Trump's age. Haley is the daughter of Indian immigrants. She was an accountant when she launched her first bid for public office, defeating the longest-serving member of the South Carolina House in 2004. Uh, Three terms later, and with little statewide recognition, Haley mounted a long-shot campaign for governor against a large field of experienced politicians and won. She doesn't look Indian. I I did not know she was the daughter of Indian parents. I did not know that either. Can we back up a second? Sure. Such, have you ever been from the north? Maybe not. Um, but have you ever considered the word, the term Dixie offensive or connoting pro slavery no, or anything like that? I have not. No. But John? dark people ruin words and they, they power wash them and ruin it for the rest of us. What about you, John? When you've heard like, uh, they drove old Dixie down. Well, well, old Dixie was the Confederacy. I I'm mean, not whistling. That's Dixie. what the song's about. What's whistling Dixie? Right, mean? but I mean, have you been walking around all these years, going, "Oh, that damn term Dixie"? That just I, I'm not offended by the term Dixie, but it's certainly yes. I've always connotated it as the Confederacy. Yes, I mean, but no, I'm not offended by the word. I don't care yeah, if they call themselves the Dixie Chicks. I've but a lot of people that. are evidently. It always reminded me of that nurse on Emergency. Dixie. I don't know who that would be. Was right. that Julie London? Was yes. that the Julie London character? Yes. Yikes. Boy, yeah. you're you're something else. Dixie was a hot number, babe. Mm-hmm. Also a great singer in real life. Didn't know Julie that. London. Married to Bobby Troop, who played the doctor on Emergency. I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to uh, distract Thanks a lot, Kenny. That's Go a ahead. small hospital, huh? <laughs> Go ahead, John. Rampart. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Troop also wrote. Route 66, the song. See? Anyway, uh, yeah. sorry the to road to Rampart. You, you uh, trimmed it up, though. Feel free to uh, continue, John. In Las Vegas, the catalytic converter was stolen from the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. No, oh, no. Yeah. Was a the, hot dog. Uh, huh? Was that the, is there more than one Wiener Mobile? Well, probably, I yeah. assume. It's like Rin Tin Tin, aren't there right. ones in every or town? Saddam Hussein. There's yeah. a whole bunch of. Yeah. The hot, hot dog scenes. Yeah, lookalikes. <laughs> the hot dog on wheels had to be towed. Joseph Rodriguez is a parts administrator with Penske. That's where they took it to be fixed. He said, imagine a huge, gigantic hot dog in the middle of your bay. Whoa. I don't think that's a euphemism. I don't no. think. Rodriguez no. says not only was the catalytic converter missing, but so was everything leading up to it. You car guys should be able to relate to this. Rodriguez says there's like gaskets. 
there that you need to reseal the converter. And then there's sensors all along that area to regulate the heat and temp of the system. Those are all gone as well. Mm -hmm. Tear that apart to get to what we want. Well, it won't be a safe world until the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is electric. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the car part containing precious metals used to filter out harmful, uh, used to filter out harmful exhaust emissions into safe gases was sawed off and illegally sold for thousands, a growing problem nationwide. In Las Vegas, Metro Police reported over 2,600 such thefts in 2022. So once it's electrified, we can say we have a battery operated wiener. That's right. <laughs> battery operated wiener mobile. You may say that, fellas. Go ahead. The Super Bowl telecast, which was broadcast on Fox and also aired on digital platforms, averaged 113 million viewers, according to early Nielsen data. That would make it the most watched Super Bowl in six years since 2017's Patriots versus Falcons matchup, which also aired on Fox. The audience did go up to 118.7 million viewers during the halftime show, which is the most watched halftime show since Katy Perry's performance in 2015 and the second most watched Super Bowl halftime performance on record. Uh, all of this, by the way, the ratings, not much of a surprise. Super Bowl 57 was expected to do quite well, considering the NFL had a really good season overall in terms of ratings. The regular season delivered record-breaking numbers, NFL numbers, across all the major networks, Fox, NBC, and CBS. Well, they're going to bad officiate themselves out of business if they don't figure out some way to improve the officiating. As I say, there's probably 25 penalties that could be called on each play. So what does that make officiating? Subjective, not objective. And subjectively, a holding uh, penalty was called with very little time left. And there could have been 10 penalties on that play that were worse than that one. Hmm. So So the hell with them. It's going to hurt those record ratings. Right. That 113 million people are saying, damn it, I've never watched the Super Bowl again. The most watched on all three major networks this year ever. It's going to hurt those is what you're saying. I got you. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, Joe, (laughs) I think now he's ignoring What? From your new home state, Wyoming. Yeah. A bill that would make it easier for people in Wyoming to consume alcohol while doing things like throwing axes, darts, and chicken roping is only one step away from reaching the governor's Ch- about damn time. Chicken <laughs> roping. Yep. Chicken uh, roping. Aren't you worried about choking it? No, we love chicken roping in Wyoming. Kenny, what is wrong with you? I know you do it uh, with a it's small only, rope. Only uh, damn reason I did the story, Kenny. Yeah. Thank you. Senate 13 file would make entertainment-based businesses in Wyoming eligible for bar and grill liquor licenses. Did he say choking the chicken? Sure it is. <laughs> No, not the, no, no, you don't, you, you do it so carefully that that would not happen. Right. Okay. Most Thanks. of the time. Most Thanks, of the Reverend. Time. <laughs> Thanks, Reverend. Sometimes These businesses <laughs> now have to compete with other businesses for retail liquor license. Uh, this would also gradually increase the number of bar and grill liquor licenses allowed in the community. Uh, also from your new home state, Joe. Uh, the Wyoming Republican Party criticizing a bill that tries to implement a minimum age requirement for marriage as the new law makes its way through the state legislature. The bill is sponsored by Representative Don Zwanitzer, who is a Republican and would raise the state's legal marriage age to 18 years old. And the Republicans are, are against that? They are, yes. In a, a mass email sent, the Wyoming Republican Party argued the law raises concerns 
about constitutional rights and denies the fundamental purpose of marriage. Quote, marriage is the only institution in Wyoming statute designed to keep a child's father and mother living under the same roof and cooperating in the raising of any child that they together conceive. That is the natural right of every child, the Republican email said. Well, it sounds to me like right now, then, there's no age limit on it. That You are correct. And That's the Republicans exactly are saying we want at least 18. No, the Republicans are saying they don't want this law oh, to, to at all. At all, yeah. They say you should be able to marry at fourteen, which you are now. Uh, well, like. that's crazy. Yeah, can you marry your Can you marry your first cousin though when you're fourteen? Why not? That's the question. Depends uh, on whether you're in Dixie or not. John, can you read the first part of those of that story again? What are this the one? activities there um, that you mentioned? Yeah, sure. Uh, they are. Let's see. Make it easier to throw axes. Okay. Well, that's you rookie. Just taking you do the day that. off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Choking chickens. Play darts. Play yep. darts. Yep. And chicken roping. Chicken roping and is ch- a big, chicken. big event. Doesn't it sound like those are three events that you need to just be S-faced right. to even consider doing? Right. Well, I mean, who, who's going to throw an axe sober? That, that, that sounds dumb. Uh, me? You have. No, no. I, uh, you should, I be, beer, I guess, you I should be almost blackout drunk before you're allowed mm. to throw an axe. Be drunk and then get an axe? Yeah. That doesn't work. No, that's what makes it fun. Oh my God, your foot would be cut off in no time. That's my or like point. Ed, like Gaffigan says, what antidepressants are you on to go cross-country skiing? <laughs> yes, yeah, why would you want to throw an axe if you can't throw it at somebody? Yeah. Mm. What we do you throw the axe at? Is a there target. pictures of people? It's, no, it's, it's wood, right? It's oh. wood, right? Well, I grabbed, for, me, for me, what I did is I grabbed one of Suchere's uh, cards that we used to have way back when. I just put it right in the bullseye and just went. Good idea. Okay. Fine. I'm Rook, glad you, I could help. I did not do that. I'm sure you, didn't you notice, did. I didn't. You didn't notice, Rook, but I just called you Wood. <laughs> hey, I, hey, yeah, hey, I don't know. I'm not really sure what happened. There. Not <laughs> once weird. in my life have I ever played darts without being at least 20 beers in. Yeah. Seriously. Who does really? that? You've led a sad life of inebriation, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throwing, uh, throwing darts and choking chickens is no way to go through life. Exactly. Down. That's what we're trying to give you yeah. here, Kenny. Kind of a different uh, road rage thing here. Cello Arcia and his mom or say they're traumatized after a weird incident that happened in Stockton, California, at one of the busiest intersections. It happened around 1130 in the morning at the intersection of March Lane and Pacific, uh, Pacific Avenue. Arcia and his mom were headed to the grocery store. For unknown reasons, Arcia says a car suddenly stopped in front of mom's car in the middle of the road, and mom had to hit her brakes. As the cars continued to pass on by, Arcia said two women got out of the car in front and yelled at them. They returned to their car only to have one of them get out with a Sharpie and begin writing profanities on the hood of the car, as Arcia recorded it all on the phone. Hmm. They did not hit the car or anything. They just wrote profanities. Arcia said, my brain was... Outrage because, like, what are I, you doing? Like, right. I mean, why are you too doing many likes? This? Too many like, likes. What was what was your motive? Yeah, it could yeah. be anyone's car, my car, your car, anyone's car. Arcia said he wanted to get out and confront the vandal, but mom wouldn't let him. But he was woman a got, wussy. All right, woman got back in her car and drove off. He's hoping by sharing his story, someone will recognize the woman when they see the video and turn them. John, in. thank you. 
You're welcome. Say, get ready for your first round of the 2023 Minnesota golf season. Where are we going? The 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show is fast approaching. The show begins Friday, Feb 24. We'll be there. And runs through Sunday, Feb 26 at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Live podcast, Score North is there Friday and Saturday. Garage Logic on Friday. Food and beverages, but... You know, all the great equipment you get every year, the gloves, the balls, the the uh, uh, clothing, shoes. You can get lessons. You can take part in a hundred grand putt. A hundred grand you could get for that long putt Woo. contest. Uh, that's courtesy of uh, Nelson Marine. But best of all, tickets are just 12 bucks. <laughs> and you get 14 free rounds from TwinCitiesGolf.com. You that's valued say. at nearly $500. Wow. Plus, they throw in a coupon for 20 bucks off at the PGA Tour Superstore. Buy your tickets today at minnesotagolfshow.com, presented by Choice Bank, and thanks in part to Nelson Marine, Waggle Golf, X-Golf Minnesota, Liftbridge Brewing, and your select Buick GMC dealers. Go to minnesotagolfshow.com. It's, yep. it's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Sutere. You Just are. Just me. Joe, I was out moving snow piles in the 115-horsepower John Deere. That's got to be a big John Deere. With a fully enclosed cab with heat, air conditioning, air ride seat, cruise control, Bluetooth radio, 10-foot snow bucket with an 8-foot snowblower on the back, my version of the Alvin Strait Memorial. I'm getting caught up on the podcast. Fact-based. Uh, abiotic oil discussion was uh, referenced in the Wall Street Journal. No, it was referenced in Investors Daily in 2015. So uh, that, uh, that the idea that oil is uh, being produced, uh, uh, aside from fossil fuels uh, resulting in it, has been out there for a while. We have oh, a lot I of saw, oil. Okay. I saw stories when you talked about it from 1999 yeah, when I looked online. Yeah. And I got a great note from Joshua, who's a teacher at Hudson High School. It, uh, and he writes, at the end of the conversation you had yesterday, you left off on the question that went something along the lines of, what are the kids going to do? Use it to write papers. He's talking about chat GPT. Actually, the answer is yes, they are currently doing so. I was introduced to chat GPT about a month ago by a straight A student who is very capable, incredibly talented, who uses chat GBT often to write essays for classes. What? Wow. It has become an easy and fast way to push off homework. Here's a little stat for you. Chat GPT set their record for the fastest user growth in January 2023 when it reached 100 million active users. Two months after its launch. Are they make, who's making the money on this? The biggest problem for schools is the current anti-cheat plagiarism checkers we currently have are not capable of detecting speech written by AI. I see this as a huge problem, if not of the obvious reason. This has uh, uh, the potential of creating even more students who are competently incapable of thinking for themselves. 
Below, I attached a 250-word essay on Of Mice and Men. Students have recently been asked to write essays on this subject, and in a matter of second in a, in a matter of second, chat GPT can spit out version after version using the same prompt with never repeating itself. Oh. Teachers have actually considered going back to writing with pen and paper to try and combat this. Wow. And then he sends me uh, what chat GPT wrote about of mice and men. Hmm. And I don't need to read it. It's pretty accurate about uh, mice and men. When I was at well, the- Joshua, you're you're uh, he's also the ninth grade football coach. You've got uh, you've got your work cut out for you. When I was in uh, at the general college at the U, in my uh, English writing class. is that where they put all the flunkies? <laughs> yes, kids <laughs> that couldn't get in. I was with all the basketball players. Um, we had an English class, and I was supposed to write a paper, and I didn't write a paper, and so I took my wife's paper who had written this paper in high school, and she got, a, I think, a, a B-minus on it. And so I, turned, I redid it, turned that paper in. A week later, the teacher's going, we got our papers back, we're going to grade them. She starts reading this one paper. I'm thinking, why the hell does that sound so familiar? Well, Dave <laughs> writes, do we now have to change wait, this date? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> He's got to write. It's okay. He's in the middle of a story. I right. forgot. So then... Um, <laughs> So then, so that anyway, uh, she read the story. She pulled me aside and she said, "Where did you learn to read like, to write like that?" And I said, "Oh, in high school." And uh, for the rest of the semester, I didn't get an A in the class, but I was very um, carefully graded. You of all people know that in order to cheat successfully, when you nab somebody else's paper, you've got to put in a whole bunch of mistakes. The goal here isn't to get an A or B, it's to get a C minus. Well, the odd thing is it got an A at general college, but at visitation, it was only a B minus. And you know what the, you know what the title was? You know what the title was? What? Give it to me. Happy Valentine's Day. That's two. It's a long That's way to two. go, Matthew. Long that, that was really true. Way. That was a true story. Well, thank God, because if it was fake, <laughs> yeah. that would have been a great thing. Yeah, I would, really would have been disappointed in you, Matthew. <laughs> Dave wonders, do we now have to change this day in history to be only because they come to us all the way from artificial intelligence? I typed in a question for chat GPT, and here's what it gave me. And it came up with a bunch of things that happened on February 13th in Minnesota, but none of them are the same as what the traveling linemen's provided. Hmm. It came up with, uh, well, the printer cut it off there. I bet I have one that they don't have on this day in history. Hmm. This comes from a, uh, oh, shoot, where is it now? Uh, Go ahead, let me find it. It's a true story, though. It's a true story. story. Waiting with bated breath. Only because Uh they come to us. All the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling linemen's at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day, Happy Valentine's Valentine's Day. In 1833, William Watts Falwell was born in Romulus, New York. An educator and historian, Falwell served as the University of Minnesota's first president and helped found the Minneapolis Institute of Arts and authored a four-volume history of Minnesota. He died in 1929. I'll bet you that's where you get Falwell Hall. Probably. Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, yeah. Spell yeah. it for me. Is it F O? Yeah. F O L W E L L. Same with the uh, elementary school in Minneapolis and the park, I believe. On this day in 1850, 214. 
the Fort Snelling Post band traveled to Stillwater to play at a Valentine's Day dance. Hmm. Huh? Happy Valentine's Day. Boy, I bet that was a fun night. But huh? that was wild. Oh, <laughs> underpants getting thrown up yeah. on stage. Yeah. People out behind in the Porta Johns just boom, boom. Oh, the guy, the guy, on this the guy day, the tuba yelled, Thank you, Cleveland. Yeah. Jello shots all around. Oh my God. On this day in 1852, <laughs> let, me, let me lick this jello shot off your corset. Mankato named oh. Mankato yeah. named with a variation of Makato, the Dakota word for Blue Earth River, was founded. Huh. And that's your that's your this day in history. Right, and that's real, one. not that's so, uh, that's not AI. Let me add this one. 75 years, nothing's happened the last 175 nothing, years nothing. on this day. Cool wow. side note story. Uh, Dan Brooks, who's a former classmate of mine, I follow him on Instagram, said, Today in 1980, I witnessed the U.S. Olympic hockey team beat Czechoslovakia 7-3 in Lake Placid. So did I. I happened to meet my favorite football player at the game, Earl Campbell of the Houston Oilers. That's cool. Sporting a cowboy hat and a big chew. He signed my ticket and said to me with the big Texan draw, Tell your daddy good luck. One of my favorite Miracle on Ice stories, and he sent a picture of Earl nice. Scientist. You know how much the hockey ticket was? Probably about three bucks. Thirty-three sixty to get into really? that game. Really? Thirty bucks, New York State tat, two bucks, and then a handling charge of a buck fifty. But wasn't Earl huh. Campbell into the uh, dandy, into the yay? I think he was, wasn't he? Into the he, what? That's one of the best he, uh, tobacco commercials in the world when he's walking on the beach. I think I'll play me some touch. Skull, brother. Skull. He was doing Skull Bandits. Yeah, there's a great picture of him and Willie Nelson. They were good buddies, apparently. Oh, they got yeah. their arms around each other wearing cowboy hats. What about those 34-inch thighs? Well, Earl was a big fella. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He you talking run. to one of my girls from Forest Lake now? Or? Mm -hmm. what? That's Earlene. <laughs> Earlene. Geller, thank you, and have a wonderful Valentine's Day. <laughs> And you succeeded. You followed the rule. I follow. I'm a rule follower. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. You have to articulate it when you say it, so people don't say, you know. When you paint your wife's toenails, do you start with the left foot or the right foot? Well, I gotta clean them first. You gotta clean. You clean them, them with your mouth. No. No, I don't oh. go that far. I, I got go the bad far. feet. I'm not touching yours. I don't care how much you Can paint. I show them to you? No. I've seen your toenails. It's like a and then bright after yellow. you're no, after you're not. done painting them, do you? you I don't have on? that. So, you do you them? blow on them to oh, dry them off, ever, Matthew? Ever so softly. So you're at home so blowing toes. So it takes toes. a long time. Let's see. What the hell just happened? I don't know, but uh, I got to get take out control, of here. Take control, will you? Somebody take Run control. Run to garagelogic.com. Check out the online store. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Go to PodMN and find a new podcast. And don't forget about the Garage Logic Town Council. Super Valentine's Cha. Time once again to check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic, And boy, 
But Josh, today you'd like to touch on a number of things, including the Federal Reserve, the Consumer Price Index, the Super Bowl, and boy, it does feel like springtime, doesn't it? We'll start with the springtime. It's definitely springtime. And my signs of spring, unlike Joe's, which is for Joe... Springtime is right after the winter solstice and the days start getting longer. For me, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, springtime is pitchers and catchers report and the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Well, pitchers and catchers are reporting this week. Next week start full team workouts. I am excited, always excited for spring. Plenty of potential out there. The Federal Reserve doesn't think or maybe thinks there's too much potential in the economy as Fed governors open up their mouths again. It's bad out there. Yes, prices are going up on certain items. Yes, in the month of January, the price of produce did go up. The price of gasoline did go up a little bit. And yes, the CPI number for the month was a little bit higher than had been expected, coming in at an annual rate of 6.4%. But that's still down significantly from where it was a year ago, which would give clues that the Fed's policy is definitely working. But Fed is still worried about job growth. Oh my goodness, too many people are working and they're getting paid too much. Oh my goodness. Yet in January, for the first time in many months, workers' incomes actually went up after inflation. That, to me, is a, is a really good sign. And rather than the Fed trying to cut back on everything or reduce economic growth, they should be out, in my estimation, promoting growth, not trying to, to stifle it. But today's market action with a slightly, and I say very slightly, hotter CPI number than had been expected, and Fed speak has knocked a good 300 points off the Dow. Now, on a technical basis, some of the market technicians are out there saying we've come too far too fast off the lows and there's nothing really to justify earnings being this good. They see a ceiling right now on the indices just a little above where we are currently and that the fundamentalists are out. It's going to be bad. We're going to have a recession head to the hills. Yet when I look at the earnings that have been coming out of, I'll say, my favorite companies, things are looking, we'll say, a little bit better. A little bit better. And I am of the belief that if you do have a recession or we do have a recession, it'll be the most advertised one around. And with all of the bearish activity on the part of strategists, on the part of many talking heads. I'm going to take the opposite view, but then, of course, I'm usually considered more of a bull than a bear and say that, well, this year may continue to be very volatile in the markets. We're going to end up on a positive note. Want some uh, positivity? Let's take a look at a few earnings came out today. Coca-Cola beat on the top line, in line on the bottom line, and continues to see growth in the area of 4 to 5%. That's a pretty good indicator right there. Unit case volume, however, dropped on some of their higher-priced goods, but they're still selling an awful lot of soda, orange juice, and now milk. Global Foundries cut a deal with a little company called General Motors to provide them chips. That plus better-than-expected earnings report has boosted uh, their stock, and that's still close to a high, and yet that is still on the cheap side, and it is a U.S.-based foundry for chips. They've got plenty of business ahead. Then there's a little Internet company, Interactive Corporation, which has spun off such names as Expedia and Match.com, saying in their earnings report, which was another beat top line and bottom line, probably even a guide up, saying in this type of market environment, 
environment. They see plenty of opportunities. And I do believe there are plenty of opportunities, at least the areas that I focus in on, companies involved in the internet, leisure-related businesses, China-related businesses, and real assets. We'll talk more on Thursday. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day. And like you said, we'll talk again on Thursday. Look forward to it, Chris. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.